your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to you. Let's see what day is today. You have a check Thursday. Yes. Your uh, your team's playing the Bucks in the NBA playoffs right now. I'm just okay. gonna make that joke every time. Don't really Although, follow that. <laughs> hey, one more game, and then you get to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals and you eliminate the Celtics again. Go John Havlicek is the. I'm gonna do it. You don't have the shirt. Oh, you do have it. Uh, the Lacrosse Area. No, Lacrosse Education Association President. That is okay. Lea, Leah, the Lacrosse. Education Association president. Otherwise, easier said that the like teachers union president. But yep. I mean, uh, for the for the lacrosse school district, and he's going to join me this hour. He's sitting right here. He's in studio, and uh, like I do bullet points of what we're going to talk about, and I didn't write them all down. So it was really cramming. Okay. As a teacher, you probably get really itchy about people cramming <laughs> and like, hey, why didn't you study for? Like the whole the whole semester up to leading up to this test instead of like your your I don't know. Do you okay? The way technology works. Let's just do some teacher talk right now because I'm just thinking about the way technology works right now. Do you do you have to like field texts and Facebook messages and other emails? Right, like emails all the time at 24 hours a day from from <laughs> students, parents, uh, colleagues, and whoever else um, maybe just gets no. gets a hold of your email, or is, do you no, turn that off, or I how mean, does that work? You know. Uh... Also, you're a Spanish teacher, so people probably right, leave you alone a Spanish, little bit. Right. Oh, yeah, right. They leave me alone now. Um, no, the students are actually real good, and so are the parents about, like, if they send me an email today, you know, at 6 o'clock tonight, I just tell the kids, like, I will check it, but I don't generally, like, I try to leave work behind when I go home. So I typically stay at school until I've got my work done, Okay. which might be 5 o'clock, but I'm going to stay there and do it. So if you're emailing me at 7 or 8 o'clock at night, I'm probably not going to check it, but you know, I'll see it in the morning, right? I usually am checking my email as I'm having breakfast, you know? Yep. Um, but very, very few things are so, like, urgent that it can't wait. You know, if a student says, well, I need to take this test or can I do it, whatever, sure, that's no problem. We can work out a time for you to do it. I'm not going to sit here and go, you need to take it by 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning. You know, it's yep. just that isn't the way things work. So if I miss an email in the evening and the kid's just kind of giving me a heads up, I'm going to see that student tomorrow. Yeah. Or like I had a student say, you know, emailed me and said, hey, you know, um, I'm going to be gone tomorrow. What am I missing? And I just said, well, you know, our, the module's on Canvas. You can see what we're doing. Um, this is going to be an activity in class. I'm not worried about you, like grade-wise. You know, you're doing very well in my class. So if you want to do this stuff, this, this activity as like a homework to get the practice, I would give you a homework check for it, but otherwise you can just skip it. Like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. We're not teaching calculus one day and then calc two the next day in school. So most of the things that we're doing as long as you're generally keeping up, you're okay. Yeah, this is a societal problem, the idea that you could separate work from play, so <laughs> to speak. And there's way too many ways to get a hold of people now. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I, you and I grew up in the day where there was a landline, and that was it. And if you didn't answer the landline, maybe somebody left you uh, a message on the tape. That was in high school. On the tape machine, but <laughs> beyond that. Uh, and then eventually there was, like, caller ID. Oh, my God, I could see who called me. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, now the the... The, the your your bosses your your students everybody from below you to 
above yeah. you can get a hold of you um, and not just the teacher problem. But yeah, I was kind of curious as a, as a teacher how, but also you're just teaching Spanish. I'm just going to like wave my arm <laughs> at eh, Spanish. Spanish. Um, right. Um, nice. <laughs> sticking with Spanish, I, I bring this up. I think I probably do this every other time you're on. A chicken says ki kiri ki, right? Did I say that right? Something like that? Like what a chicken says? A rooster. A rooster. Ki kiri ki. Mm-hmm. Do they actually say that in like Spain or Mexico? Do they? Because a rooster doesn't say that here. It says cock-a-doodle-doo. Correct. So, <laughs> so roosters, ironically, you picked an animal that is not bilingual. Okay. However, like a cow says moo. Okay, so moo in Spanish is moo. It's but, still moo. So they there just are, spell it differently. There, so, so cows are bilingual. So roosters. So wait, cows are not bilingual. Cows are bilingual because we can all understand them. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing there. So moo is moo in Spanish. It What's is. a what is woof woof? Dog. Uh, dogs say guau guau. Guau guau. Okay. Ducks say quack quack. Okay. What about a cat? Meow. Cats are also bilingual. You know, you're getting the flavor. Okay. Of it. They still say meow. Okay, yeah. interesting. Because uh, like, is there is there one really funny one or not? I mean, Kiri 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 Kiri, Kiri, Kiri is like the worst. Yeah, worst than um, the best. Little birds, small birds, don't say tweet tweet. They say pew pew. <laughs> okay. P E W is that what we're doing? Uh, is there any like P I O attende? What is the thing? The little squiggle above. Oh, the, the that's called the tilde. That's above an N. <laughs> right. Yeah. Spanish uses all those. Uh, we don't we don't mess around here in no. the U. I guess we dot our J's. We dot we our lower. We call diacriticals. Diacriticals. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the talk and text line. If you have a check, I'll take your call. So if you have questions about what the lacrosse school district is doing, maybe you'll be able to answer those. If I know. I, 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 I would, would give say you the best you've only been you only you've only been here for. I have twenty six years on my notes. I don't think it went up to twenty seven yet. No, right? yeah, twenty six total, twenty four in lacrosse. And did. Did we do an election for school uh, union teacher union president? Do we? When is it, that? It's happen? going on right now. Okay, so you're running. Do I have to have opponents on? I'm, running out of post. I'm not running. <laughs> oh, is that? Well, how does that work? It's, it's not an elections per it se. It is an election. Okay. I'm just not running for next year. Oh, you're not going to be the union president next year. I will not be. Okay. When does that end? When does um, your term end then? The basically the end of the school year. Okay. So you'll you're you're you're. Yeah, is it two-year terms? I have no idea. No, we have a one-year term, but, you know, in some places it's it's very hotly contested. Um, you know, in lacrosse, it has tended to be more like, oh, John, you're willing to do it? Cool. <laughs> and that's kind of the end of the who, who mudslinging votes, campaign. Who votes for that? The union members do. Okay. The, the union members. So everybody, all the teachers in the school district, um, most of the mostly, teachers? Mostly, I mean, it's, and it's not just teachers. We want to make sure that we're, it's the teacher's unit bargaining unit okay but that also includes like our school psychs which are very valuable our uh school social workers our guidance counselors um our occupational therapists our speech speech uh therapists uh these folks which are who are very very valuable and are included in the teachers union um i think primarily because they are licensed under a lot of the same things by the dpi the department of public instruction now when we so it's ongoing right now. How, uh, who's thrown their name in the hat? Do we know? Is there multiple people? Or Because you, you kind of said, ah, will you do it? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is, did somebody else get the, hey, can you do this? So, yeah, there's uh, Jesse Martinez is running. And he's an outstanding younger teacher, although not, you know, he's not like his first year or anything like that. But he's certainly younger than I am. Yeah. Um, and he's a good union leader. And he is running. And then there's always the possibility of a strong write-in campaign. 
Um, but he is the the only person so far. Okay, Jesse Martinez. Um, excellent, and then, excellent. Now, eight man. years ago, did you make a promise when you took the job? You're going. You're only going to run for eight <laughs> eight, <years>. eight terms because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're your terms. Right. It eight sounds years. worse if you say eight terms. It does. It like, like Ron Kine ran kind of for thir- thirteen terms. I don't think he made that promise. But like Ron right. Johnson said, two terms and then he's running again. So right. uh, you know, eight years ago, I'll do this for eight years, guys. Yeah. But then I'm out. Teachers union tends to be less contentious um, than those things. Um, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. And it's been a lot of work. It's, I've enjoyed it. I love what I'm doing. I love teaching. I love the union stuff. Um, I love the interactions with folks. I love the personal, like, development. Like, I've grown as a, as a human being, I hope. Um, so I enjoy that. But it's, it's, it's exhausting. It's tiring. And so I just need to kind of step back. Also, then you need somebody like, is it Jesse? Yeah, like Jesse. Jesse. Martin. You need yeah. somebody. When you go, young teacher, I, I had uh, I had somebody else in here, she, and she'll be in here, I think, next week or the week after uh, uh, with UWL. Mm-hmm. And, and off the air, we talked about like 75 different things that she's doing. And I'm like, yeah, you're, she's a year out of college, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, wow, you're really energetic. And then old guys like you, you're just like packing it in, right? <laughs> 26 years. No, I'm just kidding. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, Scott's comment. No, not Scott's comment. Brad's doing the news. We'll be back with John Havlicek, the Lacrosse Education Association president after this. Oh, and longtime Central Spanish teacher. I got to wait for this part right here. <laughs> This is on the air, by the way. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. John Havlicek is in here with me. He's the, uh, he's the outgoing, I'll just say it, the outgoing <laughs> Lacrosse Education Association president. Uh, he, he said eight years ago he's only running for eight terms. No, I'm kidding. But he's also a central high school Spanish teacher. He's been doing that for 26 years. I know I want to do the $192 million referendum. That's just a little bit of a, a, little bit of a number, a little... Um, but I, I also just like it, it, and this has to do with school consolidation. Mm-hmm. As a longtime central teacher, are you? I, I forget. Are you from Lacrosse? Like, yeah. did you go to school in yeah, Lo- at I, Logan? I was born and raised here in Lacrosse. Okay, so were, are you a Logan guy or were you a central guy? No, neither. Okay. Um, when when we talk about school consolidation, and so there won't be a Logan or a Central. I don't know if we would do like Sog- Sen- <laughs> Sengen or Lentral, maybe that. Lentral. I don't know how we would call, what we would call it. We would probably just call it Lacrosse, <laughs> Lacrosse probably. High School. Um, do you have any like? Because if my if my high school Hortonville, if it just went away and we consolidated with like Appleton North, I'd be like, huh, that makes sense. I don't. I don't have the Uncle Rico in me. I don't, I don't know how else to put it. Like yeah. back when I was in high school, sure. you know, I was the quarterback, and you yeah. can't get rid of Hortonville. We were the polar bears, and if you get rid of Hortonville High School, I'm gonna damn it. I don't want it to go away. Like yeah. some, but some people might think like that. I don't, sure. you know, like Central's gonna be gone or Logan's gonna be gone, but they're gonna consolidate. Do you have any affinity to that? Do you, do, I mean, well, to I, see I mean, that tradition leave? I think there's, I think there's a lot of history, and I think there's a lot of tradition here in Lacrosse. Um, I think there's some real strong community, like support for this community, if that makes sense. And I, I you know, I think it's interesting when you bring up like if Hortonville had gotten sucked into like Appleton, right? You know, as we go back in time, let's go back 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. Um, public education, along with a lot of other public goods, were much better funded. So when you see school consolidation, it's Typically not someone just deciding, oh, let's just, you know, put two things together on on a a random whim. Um, 
they're driven by economic necessities. Yeah, there's the a reason. Part. Some and, of this, some of this is yeah. enrollment. Enrollment's in decline. But we always talk about when we want uh, our kids in school, we want less kids in the classroom. Sure. You know, one teacher for every 15 kids instead of 30. Yeah. Um, and when so when you talk about consolidation, even if schools enrollment is declining, yep. that that does mean the the number of kids in a classroom will increase. I would assume. You know, yes and no. I mean, as a as a high school teacher, you know, kind of a traditional classroom, like I teach Spanish, right? I'm not teaching um, a lab science. I'm not teaching in the technology kids, kids education can pick. department. Kids can pick if they oh, want yeah. to take your class, oh, yeah, right? Right. But I'm saying that it's not a problem for me to have between 25 and 30 students in a classroom, assuming that the students are more or less well-behaved, are more or less, you know, they, they have to be placed correctly so that I don't have a, a student who's just starting in the wrong level of Spanish and things of that nature. Well, two years ago, if you had 30, the little boxes on your screen would have been pretty small. It would have been <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, so that's, I, I don't think that is uh, something that the community has to fear, is that all of a sudden class sizes are going to explode because of something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think it's a, however the community members feel, right, I would encourage them to, to go to the different uh, public sessions that, the school board and Dr. Engel are, are having. Yeah, I, I think they're on right on the money in terms of they're they're not pushing an agenda. They're not you know they're not hiding some other information that they're not just just not telling. They they just don't work like that. Neither the school board nor Dr. Engel works like that in my experience at all. Okay, um, I think it's a matter of what is going to be best long term for the community and. Economics, the financial situation has to figure into that. It simply does. And then this is why, you know, you and I were talking a little bit um, during the break about state funding. And state funding plays a role. And state funding has been on the decrease uh, in terms of like uh, real dollars versus like inflationary adjusted dollars and things like that for a long time. And so when we go back to you know, 60 years ago when you were in high school and, uh, and you look at these schools that could exist, maybe that were pretty close to each other, but were different communities and we're independent of each other. That's not the case. And, you know, we just saw it up in Sparta, right. With the cataract elementary school. Um, sounds like that's going to close. Um, we've seen school consolidation in rural districts. Um, they start by sharing staff, then they share busing, then they share this, then the other thing. And pretty soon they consolidate. Um, because it's such a funding crunch coming from the state. Yeah, and then and, and when that happens, the consolidation, especially in rural areas, then kids like me have to ride on the bus for forty five minutes. That's what I had. I was the sure. last. I was the first kid on the bus, and also like to go to school and the last kid off. Yeah. It was awful. But yeah. uh, you know, like, the, and that's what happens. I mean, it would be high, nice to have a little school every here, you know, every couple sure. of blocks. But um, but that's not the case here in the cross, right? Like with enrollment decreasing and like buildings getting, we have old buildings here. So a few, yeah. um, and then the the, the like this, the the deferred maintenance is you know what it's it's now I forget what it is. Uh, it's millions of dollars, mm-hmm. which is always like, well, how does that even happen? But everything comes back to like how we fund schools, whether you Correct. want to talk about state funding. Yeah. Or we're doing this through property taxes. Right. But when you throw out a number and it's, uh, you know, like pretty blatant, $192 million for yep. uh, uh, on on the referendum, we can, we can uh, you know, like uh, whose fault is that? We want to we put fault to that. Right. You know, but it's like, 
um, the, then we're not getting help from the state clearly because, but also, <laughs> you know, we're not getting help. Well, we need to go to referendum because we right. haven't gotten help from the state yes. from this. And also we, we still, we could just change the model on how we fund schools, right? Like we, could we figure this out? <laughs> well, we could, other countries have. <laughs> yeah. And you were, you were talking to me, um, because this referendum would increase property taxes, right? That's how this would be paid for, or is, is it yeah, beyond so, that a little bit? So the information that I have. Um, is that on a $100,000 house, it would increase about $8 a year. And I remember when Dr. Engel was telling me that, I said, wait a minute, like, I thought I misheard him. And I said, like, you mean 80? And he said, no, it's eight. And when you say Dr. Engel, I'll, I'll just say that's lacrosse school superintendent, oh, yes, Dr. Aaron, Aaron Engel. His, his and he's in, title. this is year two for him, but you're, you're almost year one with the kids in class. So right. it's kind of like his first year too, but uh, it was, it, it's kind of interesting and I'll probably have him on. Yeah, you should. Uh, coming you coming should. up soon. I've had him on. I just it's been a while since I had him on because uh, you know, like I only have him on for the bad news, and I feel bad <laughs> about that sometimes. And I'm like, yeah. And and so I haven't had him on because I feel right. bad. I'm like, hey, do you want to come on and talk about this bad news again? Well, I mean, honestly, a monthly spot with him if you could free up the time. I know you yeah. have guests, but a monthly spot to just like give you the pulse of education. Yeah, uh, it would be a valuable thing for sure, right? Because again, how, however you feel community wise, um. The numbers are are pretty easy, you know. And I'm not I'm not promoting it. I'm not I'm not taking sides on this. I'm simply saying that that is a, a pretty small amount to be realized on a, a median income or median value house in Lacrosse. Eight bucks for every hundred thousand yes. dollars. Also, nobody has a hundred thousand dollar home anymore because they all just jumped by a hundred thousand dollars. So it would exactly. probably be sixteen dollars now yeah. uh, with inflation and and just how uh, homes are getting sucked up. Anyway, that's the Lacrosse Education Association president, right? Yep, there I did it right. Yes. John Havlicek, uh, twenty six years now. He's been doing Spanish. Are you? Are you like? You're not going to do oh. the like. When would a Spanish like? How many years do you are you going to do Spanish? That's twenty six years. I mean, like yeah. thirty, and I'm done. Or or I got to sure. hit. You got to hit the age. Well, I know. I I'm sure that it, you know. Like as you sit across from me, you're like, and man, this guy Selena's like late thirties to early forties. So you find that hard to believe, but I'm 51. Yeah. And so, you know, I still love the work. Um, I love my interactions with the kids. Uh, it keeps me young, I guess. So I will do this, uh, as long as I can do it effectively, Yeah, and, which I think I do. So, well, and you'll have a little bit of a boost if you're not doing the other thing, right? Like, like you said, yeah. you're a little bit anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, we got to take a break. Scott's comment coming up, Brad doing the news. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Uh, Podesky texted in, John, uh, if the class size, no, Podesky texted in. He said, uh, please tell John, and he put this in quote, thanks for the leadership. Uh, unions need that and enjoy the break. Wait a minute. Podesky, you put thanks for the leadership in quotes. If I do that to you, hey, John, thanks for the leadership. <laughs> well, I know him. I know Gary. So I'm going to say thanks, Gary. Yeah. I appreciate that. That was not a plant. I did not ask him to call in or anything. No, he does so that. So I'm just going to say thank you. And sometimes I just miss his text, and then you guys leave, and Gary has will, will have texted in. I'll be like, and then I'll text Sorry, you later. Man. By the way, Tedeschi did text in the show. Um, and then another texter, I, I, I didn't vet this one, but if the class sizes in elementary schools got any smaller, it'll soon, it, soon it'll be – uh, one to si- one adult to six pupils, I guess is what they're saying. Um, is that, is that, are we at, are we uh, no. at one to 10 right now? Or? No. Um, so, you know, I, I don't have my finger exactly on the numbers for each school or each classroom. Um, 
we had the SAGE program years ago under former governors going back, you know, 30 or 40 years or whatever. It was the um, Student Achievement Guaranteeing Education, I think it stood for. And what it was was a class size reduction uh, program from the state. And that money slowly got phased out, phased out, phased out. Um, no, in, in the lower elementaries, so kindergarten, one, two, three, we're at about 15 or 16, maybe 17. Um, in the upper elementaries, we're talking fourth and fifth grade. Uh, they're probably 24, 23, 24. And that's, I mean, one to six, that'd be pretty awesome. Honestly, like it would be, it would yeah. suck for the students to be honest. Well, it, it might be it, good for you because uh, you, you would really get to know and, and be able to help those students. Sure. But man, the teacher is like right there and there's only six <laughs> of us in here and he's really riding my tails. I'm trying to, you know, be on my phone. You yeah, know? Right, like right. There's only six of us. Right. Um, but right. I get it like one to six, but that's not true at all. So I don't know where no. you're getting that number texter, but that's not the case. Um, uh, but, but the, you know, another thing you were in front of the lacrosse school board two weeks ago, was it two mm-hmm. or three weeks ago? Um, and, and essentially the, the easiest way to say this is you're, you're demanding or saying, <laughs> uh, teachers need a raise. Like we need to raise, like, and, yeah. and we're not getting the, I don't know. You try to explain this to me before the show, <laughs> uh, when you're talking about CPU, IU, CPU, CPIU, CPIU, CPIU just looks weird. So. So Consumer price index urban dash urban would it be dash I think urban probably a dash, dash yeah. in there? Um, it's the stupidest thing I've ever like. I have no idea what that is. I just like so. I mean, it's it's roughly an approximation for inflation or cost of living increases, and it's it's a rough approximation. It counts, you know, it counts this and it doesn't count that, and and so on and so forth. And what happens is uh, this is another component of Act Ten um, that. Um, should we just school. break down what Act 10 was? No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah, like, right. That'll take the that'll rest, take of, the the rest of the month. No, so one of the things was that um, the public sector unions, that's not just teachers, but you know I represent the teachers, uh, can negotiate with the employer for up to a consumer price index urban increase. So basically what it says is you can negotiate to keep your pay on pace with inflation. Mm-hmm. So this is not like you were asking me about, like, you know, the Bucks and Kevin Durant back with the Warriors stuff. We're not quite in that league. Um, what we're asking is is we would like our, our pay to keep pace with inflation. Right. We and, all would. Man, right, if I got a right. – plus, plus a little bit. like plus, you know, Well, this is what we're asking <laughs> for, right? And, and it's really hard because, you know, I, we're not trying to demonize anybody, right? And, and I, I'm never going to do that. I, I don't think I ever have done that. We can have disagreements about things, but everybody's doing the best they can. And so, you know, when I spoke to the school board, um, I tried to be pretty clear that, you know, I'm not you rotten people and da, 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 not at all, right? What it comes down to, again, is state funding. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to the economic realities of it and where it's where it's playing out with the, with the employees. So it's not just teachers, but with the employees in general is – you know, it's it's a whole new world of free agency where teachers will jump from one district to another um, chasing a little bit of a pay raise or a little bit of a signing bonus or something mm-hmm. um, because our wages have been so stagnant really for 30 years. Well, Division one colleges do like tractors or new cars under the table. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know anybody's like getting you go a new tractor. To, you go out to Trempolo and they're giving John Deere tractors to some <laughs> new teachers. You know, no, I'm just I kidding. suspect not. No. But so this is what's really hard. And so then what ends up happening is you get more churn. 
you get more turnover. And and that that would be your job as well, right? You've been doing this for for how many years now? Okay? I've been doing this this, yeah, this. sitting here for 2 years. But 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 the radio yeah, probably probably seven or eight, seven, okay. I think. And here. so can you imagine if you had a new person every year or if you had a new boss every year or you had a new coworker that's just the two of you every year, you're all of a sudden like, I, I can't keep pace with this. It's it's too uneven. It's it's instable. Or somebody behind this mic every other you know couple yeah, exactly. of months or something, exactly. which some people would be like, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> so then that's what ends up happening in the schools. And, and one of the biggest things that we know helps is stability. You know, stability, expertise, and it's going to be unstable. And the people that have more expertise are then jumping around more. Well, you were giving me percentages before the show. So the the CPIU sure. is like 7 6%? No, no, no. It's, it's 4.7 oh, yeah, for 4. us. But it has gone up since the, the like, target day. Yeah. The target day is actually July 1st because that's when our contract starts. And it was 4.7. Since then, it's gone up to 6.2, I believe. Mm-hmm. And indications are that it's going to continue to rise for a while. But you, so you get really to concerning. negotiate, uh, we want a 4.7% raise, yes, and that's sir. all you get. Like, that's that's the highest. And is there is there pushback for go, that? Or do you well, get, do you, like, No, because- I mean, it's, it's a financial reality, right? There's this ebb and flow of the finances. And there are other things that the district can do in terms of, like, if you get a master's degree, you know, things like that. Um, but no, this is, you know, for the kind of the, the group as a whole, that's kind of it. And I understand where the district's coming from. I do, right? <laughs> right? You know, you and I were talking about this uh, off off the show a little bit when we were talking about the referendum. Like, you know, uh, when Dr. Riggle says this is what the number is going to be for the referendum, he's not making the numbers up, right? Yeah, the, the, I mean, the guy does his research. He's very smart. The city of lacrosse, right? I think this referendum sure. would be city. Right, it's got a uh, school district. I don't know school how district. That okay, is. yeah, you're right. Um, 192 million dollar referendum, yeah. and some of that is, uh, you know, building maintenance. Some of that is in there, and you know, but our salaries worked into that. No, no. so there's, so there's that, no. and then the, you know, and then you guys come out looking almost like the bad guy, so to speak, because you're like, hey, also we want a five percent raise, so or four point seven percent raise. That has to do the only negotiating power. I don't know if it's the only one yeah. is the CPIU, yeah. and we're going to use that. Uh, but you know, well, a couple yeah. of years ago, the CPIU was crap, right? For you, yeah, anyway. it was lower, and you know, and it's just hard because it's a cumulative effect, you know. And as we read um, on social media or in the news, you know, whether you're reading uh, AP or Fox or CNN or Reuters or just the local newspaper—I don't mean just, but you know, the Tribune—it's all about how wages are going up. Wh- wisdom in, news, right? Or you listen <laughs> to the, the well, we have a website, we have a website, and you read about how. Like wages are going up across the board, um, and so then we're kind of going, "Geez, well, it would be nice to keep." I mean, and and that gets back to you know turnover, right? Like, you- yeah, because people will leave. I mean, so I don't know if we had talked about this. So, like when I started, it was very, very unusual for one teacher to leave during the school year in the nineties. Yeah, yep. Even in the early two thousands, that was unusual to have can, one teacher leave during the during school the school year. year. That okay. was unusual for the district. Yeah. Like, I can remember one teacher, say, before three years ago or two years ago, I can remember one teacher that left Central High School during the school year. And that person, like, like their spouse got a job, you know, across the state. They had right. to move. That was the end of that. Um, I think we had 18 people leave this year. 
teachers, not central, straight just up teachers, teachers in the school district. district. Yeah, yeah, eighteen. Wow. And I'm not saying they're all because of like a salary or, or whatever, but well, I but know the fact is, is they're leaving. I know one teacher that, yeah, they just they're working. In okay. t- you know, they're still here. They didn't. Okay. They didn't. But they they just left because whatever. They the the yeah. job elsewhere was better, That's or right. the atmosphere elsewhere yeah. was better. Because you you've talked to me before about how. You know, over a pandemic and kids going yeah, it's from... Been, it's been really hard. It's, you know, like, I don't know if the kids are like Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone <laughs> after he puts the stuff no. on his cheek and he's like... Aah! No, the like kids are doing around. the best they can, too. Yeah. The kids are doing the best they can, too. But I, I can't imagine what this would have been like as a, a, as a child. You know, all of a sudden, for a year and a half, you can't see your friends. And for a year and a half, you were maybe stuck home alone, like, a lot and, and things like that. So it's, it's been it's been hard for everybody. Uh, we had someone calling in, and the button didn't work. So uh, if you want to call me back, please do so. Uh, we'll just take a quick break, and hopefully they'll call back. I'm sorry about that, the button. I'm blaming the button. And we'll be back after this with John Havage. The only AM station playing Buster Rhymes, WIZM. <laughs> Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785. 7914. She didn't call back. So I guess, uh, well, it was a she on my caller ID. But uh, John Havlicek's in here. He's the outgoing Lacrosse Education Association president. Yeah. When will we get a new one? You say July? Is that? Is uh, that no, when... uh, end of May. End of May. End okay. Of May. Oh, right. Coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Martinez, you think, yeah. would, unless, uh, unless a write in candidate wins. And you've been a, a Spanish teacher for 26 years. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how does Spanish, how, how does Spanish change? over 30 years of teaching it. Do you remember back in the 90s when you sure. started? And now you go, wow, I was teaching Spanish that way? That's crazy. Because math has changed quite a bit. I think I think I, when I see new math problem, ways to solve math problems, I, I can't figure it out. I yeah. like really got to think about it. I'm like, And then I quit because I don't yeah. need to think about it. But the Spanish, is there is there tricks to Spanish that I could have learned and then maybe I wouldn't have got it after that one um, quarter? Well, you know, we have more resources available in terms of like what's out there for free. So Google Translate? <laughs> no, I can tap into one um, thing that, that we visit with my students uh, maybe every other week is the University of Texas has a uh, has all these um, foreign language videos with their staff members, and then they um, interviewed people in every Spanish-speaking country in the world, and they put little 30-second video or one-minute video clips up, and they ask them questions from, could you just count to 10 for me, to what's your family like? to what do you like to do on the weekends and all the way up to things like um, if you're in a business meeting with someone who speaks a different language, which language do you use? You know, very like kind of advanced topics and they're out there for free. Okay. So in other words, when the, when I was in high school, the, when the sub came, they just put on a movie. So what you're <laughs> saying is you just play videos all the time. Yeah, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, we have things like that available to us. That were not available in terms of connecting to local speakers or native speakers. Yeah. And we also do a lot more um, what they call authentic input where we will look at things that are published um, for native speakers. Um, we're also much more involved in like current events with the upper levels because mm-hmm. uh, we can talk about those things in Spanish because they there are Spanish newscasts and Spanish uh, publications that we have access to for free. Well, when you get to the upper echelon of your Spanish 
uh, students, there's probably like a career path for them because that's like a great thing if they can start being fluent in Spanish. And then sure. your class probably caters to that a little bit. Hey, do you want to use this as a career? This is where, yeah. you know, like, hey, we're going to drop you in, you know, whatever, right. Portugal or something. Sure. Uh, it, it, here's how life's going to be for you, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I just had uh, I had a former student reach reach out and, and uh, send me an instant message or whatever they call it on Facebook. Um, he's a pharmacist. And uh, he, the highest he went, I think, was Spanish five with us. And he, he, I remember a few years ago, he said, "Yeah, they kind of tagged me as being the Spanish-speaking pharmacist wherever he's working." I yeah. forget. Um, so when someone comes in who speaks Spanish only, he was the guy. And did he, you tell him, "Hey, you should demand a raise because you're adding"? I did, as a matter of fact, <laughs> you are, you know, a more valuable employee. And I just recently connected with him and said, "Yeah, you know, how's it going?" and he said, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to expand what I can do. I'm a little rusty, so I want to get more. And I actually pointed him to those University of Texas um, because there are stuff out there where he can just practice his listening. He can formulate what he wants to say and things like that. Uh, going back to raises, speaking of raises, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you, you were in front of the school board talking, yes, talking about that. And you're the, the, your union president, so you're going to obviously fight about this uh, for this uh, cause. Um how how does this? Because you talk about the state state isn't funding. You're kind of bringing it back. Why we have sure. 192 million dollar referendum sure. in the Lacrosse School District? The state isn't providing funding, and then therefore it falls on the taxpayers. It does. What what can the state do? Do you know? Well, oh like, sure. I mean, so first, I mean, people need to realize that this creates a, a total system of like educational winners and losers. You have like five minutes, so just <laughs> I won't even need that. Much. It creates a system of educational winners and losers. Okay, the districts that are in wealthy communities are the winners. Everybody else are the losers because of because, property taxes. Is that because because the state funding only goes so far? So as you decrease state funding, it goes back to property taxes. Yeah, and local you know localities and the wealthy districts that are expanding, expanding, expanding. It's not a problem. the The rural districts or the districts that aren't as as financially well off, they have more trouble, and so the state funding is more of an important issue. We need- so then, so you asked about like particular sources of state funding that could be tapped. I think there's a $3.8 billion surplus that the legislature is not allowing the governor to tap for school funding. Well, the state legislature adjourned two months ago for the yeah. year, so we're not doing anything. No, that's not going to go anywhere. Then there's Medicaid expansion that the legislature has repeatedly refused to accept. For over a decade, I believe. I think we're one of... I'm going to say 12 or 13 states that have not accepted Medicaid expansion. Yeah. That's hundreds of millions of dollars every year. I think the running total is, you know, a billion and a half or two billion or whatever it's at. Um, that money wouldn't like flow directly to the schools, but it would certainly free up other money to yeah. be repurposed. And some of that would go directly to the schools. Just because- think of just think of Uncle Scrooge's Tower of Money. <laughs> what does he call that? I, it's been a while since I've thought about DuckTales. But, yeah, like uh, duck. you know, some of that money goes to schools. Sure. Some of that money goes to Medicaid. Well, if the feds are going to help pay for Medicaid, right. then we could take that other Correct. state money and give it to schools. Correct. Or so it all kind of trickles down. Money bin right? is money okay. bin. And, and what's happened is the school districts, because, you know, like in La Crosse, our community has been so supportive. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And all all of us do. We do know that and we do appreciate it. But we're reaching a tipping point. And the quality, the high quality education that we provide is going to start to degrade because folks are going to leave. 
they're going to leave teaching, they're going to leave the district, and it, it, there's no, like, evil boogeyman in this. It's the state funding. And so, like, if you want to point at somebody to be upset at, it's not the school board. It's not Dr. Engel. It's not, you know, my neighbor <laughs> down the street. It, it, it's the state funding and the people who control the state funding. It's the policymakers. And until they decide to change it, it's not just lacrosse. This is just that, you know, like, this is where your, you know, base is, right? And, unless you're also broadcasting to California or even... Uh, we get up to Winona, Winona. I think. Okay. So the also rural podcasts, districts... Also anyone can listen. True. The rural districts have been hit already. And then the, the less financially wealthy districts are being hit. And it, it's just this crunch. And we have to decide, I guess, as a state... Are we okay with that, or do we want to continue to provide, like, seriously, some of the best education in the country? In a perfect world, we might have what baseball does, shared revenue. I don't know if you're a baseball yeah, guy. Yeah, I understand where they, revenue where the Yankees, yeah. Where the Yankees bring in way more money than the Brewers right. just because they're in New York, right? But right. the Yankees have to take some yeah. of that money, and it's just they have to share it with right. little, I mean, town, little towns exactly like Milwaukee. Exactly what the state tax system should be doing. Right, instead of not. instead of like, all right, now we need a $192 million right. referendum, but we're not going to. It's th- more I mean, like because the, the football and basketball don't have that, do they? I don't believe, but I, no, I don't believe so. So then that's why you see the same exact teams in the Super Bowl or the NBA Finals, like over and over. The and over NBA and over. is notorious for that. The football is it's whoever, whoever has yeah. the quarterback that year. Okay, um, but um, yeah. So, but I mean, I don't even know if that like it's it's so weird because like that's not a productive conversation to have because state yeah. funding. We're going to change how we fund schools. Well, so but then elect different people, and then it's well, just and like folks go to, have to get upset. Yeah, and here's the hard part. Folks will get upset eventually. If they get upset now and try to do something about it, um, they can they can fix the situation before, in essence, before the kids and the communities feel it. Five and ten years from now, the kids and the communities are going to feel it. When programs are cut, when you do have enormous class sizes, when resources are so so stretched so thin that that nobody goes into education. I mean, we're already seeing, you know, what is it, a 20, 25% drop-off in people going into teacher education programs. So when we used to have, when I, got, when I started, an English teacher would have 300 applicants for an English job. Now we have five. Right. And, and the buildings are... 60 years yeah. old or whatever they are. All right, that's Lacrosse Union, uh, Lacrosse Education <laughs> Association President John Havlicek, Central High School teacher. All right, that's all.